Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Balkan. Today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as... Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Luke McGregor. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Live and fresh off stage, Luke. Thank you so yeah, much for... I literally just walked off stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's how dangerous this gets. Luke, in, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? I've been thinking about this, and I, uh, I think a cool way to do it is to... Uh, if everyone said... What is your what's their what's their name and their favourite type of greeting? Mm. So you say uh, Steve handshake. Yes. Um, Luke high five. You know, if someone if people did that, yes, that would make socialising much easier for me. If they did it every time. Yeah, yeah. Or more name tags. That would also help. Hi, I'm Luke. Don't touch me. Yeah, yeah. Anything like any sort of name tag. Anything that makes the takes the stress out of uh, you know remembering people's names yes. or wondering which greeting to go with. Should I have this person? Should I change their I would love that. Do you find that social opportunities for you are awkward or are they they pretty good? What how do they, how do they look for you? Uh, social opportunities. Yes. I am getting better at socialising. I don't know why I can do the job that I do, but also feel awkward at a party. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better. I'm seeing a psychologist um, and sort of talking through why that might be the case. Uh, and I think it relates back to being a kid and getting bullied, I think. Mm-hmm. This is me analysing myself here. <laughs> <laughs> and one, and I had I had a couple of people I used to hang out with who um, sometimes they would be nice to me, sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah. So it would depend on if the bully, if I was getting bullied, they'd sort of side with the bully. And I think maybe that made me a bit on edge around people in general because I, um, even as an adult now, when you know you don't really get bullied anymore, or at least not as often. Yeah. That um, I still have that slight worry that a social interaction is going to go sideways, mm. like it used to at school. I think I just haven't got, gotten over it, but I'm getting better. I'm trying to realise that and then be move past it. So work in progress. Do, do you think that the position that you hold now, you're famous human person that talks for a living. Very low-level low level celebrity. Well, you haven't quite made it on, on the e, celebrity getting out of here. E's or D, E or D level, I'd say. Yeah. Does that mean I'm a celebrity is above or below that? Uh, I'd say they're above me. I'd say, and the fact that they're on the show would even put them even higher than me, I would say. No. I reckon. Well, I reckon. that... Oh, hang on. We're about to be announced again. Because you're a famous human person that says funny things for a living... Yes. Do you think that... Well, no, well... I can't find... But yeah, sorry, go with the question. Sorry. Do you think that that, in part, is why you maybe don't experience bullying the way that you experienced it as a young person? I think... As an adult, I'm able to better choose who I hang out with. Sure. So, um, I guess if it's in the workplace, it's tricky, but because I'm a comedian, you know, the people that are in my life are kind of there by choice. Mm. Because it's not really... You know, you're either you're doing gigs or you're not, so yeah. the only people you hang out with are the people you'd sort of choose to. Um, whereas at school, you kind of lump together with a bunch of people and you hope, you know, you hope that you get along. Yeah. But you don't always. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got some good friends from school, but uh, by and large, I didn't enjoy school very much. I didn't mm. have a... I, I was very glad when it was finished. <laughs> you don't get to choose who comes to your gigs, though. I mean, particularly in a, uh, 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 like a comedy night scenario. Your shows, they come to see you. True, but I, I've got a microphone and they don't, yeah. so... <laughs> I've got an advantage. Yes. Uh, 
Um, and also, you know, I've pre-written the material for comedy. Mm. Whereas in a in a social interaction, I'm sort of going on the seat of my pants or whatever the whatever the expression is. Yeah, yeah. Um, flying by the seat of my pants. I don't know, but um, it's close enough. <laughs> oh, buzzer. Your flight is now boarding. What does relaxation time look like for you? I love to play video games. I like to play... Correct answer. I, I, sometimes I end up playing games that are stressful as well. <laughs> uh, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and they don't help. But um, uh, I do like playing... If I put on a relaxing video game or something or... Uh, go, I actually went for... I just went for a walk through the day. I just walked around for about 45 minutes um, and tried not to check my phone and just... Mm. So I like going for walks and I like, um, but yeah, a lot of it's just, you know, books, TV, video games, movies. I like absorbing media that I haven't made or had anything to do with it. I just like uh, seeing what other people are making, you know. Well, and is that, I guess, a, a transition for you given that, I mean, you, you obviously would have grown up watching television, enjoying that sort of stuff. Now under your belt you have a factual series and a comedy series. Are you now watching television with a more critical eye, or is it, I just like to enjoy uh, other people's I things? I do think about, like, how something's made. Mm. Yeah, just because, um, I know, you know, is there anything that would um, that I can learn from that would help me, if anything, I make in the future? Mm. I don't know, like a cool shot or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or uh, sometimes I like, uh, like, one thing I've watched recently that I really liked was, uh, I, watched, I watched Please Like Me, the episode, and there's an episode where they, the characters just have dinner together. Yes. And as, a, as someone trying to write a... Um, sitcom that would freak me out going oh but what, what happens at the start and what's the middle what's the twist and yeah. what do they do and, and it was literally just three characters having uh, dinner yes and it was a great episode and I'm like oh, okay so it can you don't have to try and necessarily have this big plot device every single time you can just have characters and have a fun conversation and yeah, yeah. So that was nice to watch yeah is there a specific series that you look at and go this is my special place I need to I disconnect turn off the phone and I'm watching this oh, I, I like anything that's a bit supernaturally inclined or space spaced mm-hmm. I love Firefly I'm watching Ash vs Evil Dead at the moment yep. I really liked American Gothic back in the day um you know, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones. I, I just all, all that sort of stuff. It's a bit. Um, I don't know if pulpy is the right word, but um, like Buffy, Angel. It's just got a. They've just got. You know, a, it's sort of based real characters that are in a in a surreal environment. I, yes. I really like that sort of stuff. Are there elements of that that you would like to draw into the stuff that you're developing, or it's just total escapism? I'd like to make a like a horror movie one day or something like that. That's um, funny. I, yeah. I really like when people are in extreme situations. I feel like. Um, and I haven't been in many extreme situations in my life, but I do feel like humour is a nice release valve. Yes. When you're in those situations, you know, just from talking to my partner who works at a hospital and stuff like that, so I'd like to make a movie that's sort of an extreme situation but that has a lot of humour in it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I, I, well, I'll make an assumption. It looked to be very confronting for you in your factual series yeah, yeah. Um, about sex. <laughs> How did how did your part was you, were you with your partner at that time? How did they respond to you bearing so much of your soul and your bum? Oh, we were just starting to date. Okay. Um, so she had not seen my bum at that point. Uh, Until she saw it on television. So yeah, the first time she saw it was on television. I made her watch the series and said, "Look, if you don't want to date anymore, <laughs> I, I totally understand." Yeah. So I basically just said, "Look, I've made a sh- documentary about sex. So do you want to just watch it? Yeah. And then decide if you still want to keep dating me." And she watched it, and I sat in my room while she watched like half. Oh. Yeah. I just sat in my room on my bed waiting. 
And uh, she came in and goes, yep, yeah, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> it was nerve-wracking, though, and it was, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a, it's a real baptism for a, a baptism of fire for her to sort of sure. hear all those insecurities from me at once. It was also nice, though, because I didn't have to sort of, she kind of knew what she was getting into, then I didn't have to tell her. Yeah. Um, because she sort of knew from the show. So that was, that was, it was kind of good and bad. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a shared I, experience without her necessarily experiencing it with yeah, you. Yeah, because in the, in the past I've been very, if I've had, even though I've had issues with sex, I, um, I've sort of kept them to myself. I hadn't told someone I was, um, you know, uh, in that situation with, so I'd have someone come round yeah. and stay the night, um, and I'd just pretend to go to sleep because I was too scared to have sex. So um, it was nice to have that out there and be dating someone who knew all those issues. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, man. I know you've probably answered it 700 times. I mean, it's fine. It's on, it's on telly. <laughs> it's <all good. laughs> What is your superpower? What is the thing that you do really well? Um, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, like... I was thinking about, like, what are, what are people... Um, like, what's your, what, 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 how do you find your dream job or something like that? Sure. And uh, I, I think it's... Um, I think you do it by finding out what is it that you... That feels like the most honest expression of yourself. Yes. So, um, I think Bruce Lee talked about it when he talked about martial arts. He talked about it. It's me honestly expressing myself. Yep. And I feel like when I'm doing comedy, that's me sharing me as best I can. Yep. So, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm the best at it. Um, or it's, just, you know, it's a, I'm a, or anything. But I do feel like when I'm up on stage and I'm being funny, that's... That's the most honest expression of me I can put out to the world. That's me yeah. doing, that's me giving what I've got to the world. And I, so that's, I don't know if that answer the question, but that's kind of um, how I see comedy. And so when then someone says, oh, how do you find what you want to do? My advice is always just, I don't know, try and express yourself as honestly as possible and it'll... You'll, you'll find it, you know. Yeah, yeah. People don't necessarily know what they want to do, but they know what they like. Yes. You know, whether it's talking to people or um, I love learning about this particular subject or anything like that. So, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, but So, I guess if I had to take a superpower, it would be... I don't know if I'm quite at that level yet, though. But, uh, but um... Uh, oh, and, uh, and, um... And flight. I can fly, but I don't make a big deal of it because I don't want to be uh, experimented on by the government. So I just I keep it secret. Just sort of happen. Hey, look, how did you get yeah, here? So if I'm in a paddock and no one's watching me, I'll fly. But if I'm... Otherwise, I'll just catch public transport, even if I'm late. Huh? Really good Uber. Yeah, really good Uber. If comedy wasn't an opportunity for Luke McGregor, what does life look like? Um, I would probably still be working in economics, I think. Uh, in superannuation, maybe, where I was. Um, because I liked policy. Mm. I liked looking at a social problem and then trying to solve it I enjoyed doing that yes and I like doing it with mathematics mm. um, like I like sort of um, sort of working on equations that would sort of you know if we uh, if you introduce this variable it changes this thing like at the time yeah, I was yeah. thinking I was looking at um, something it was something boring but I found it interesting which was um, how do we um, how do we talk to the customers less but still offer the same quality of service yes and I was kind of having to work out how to do that so I had spreadsheets and graphs and other stuff and powerpoints and wow. I guess I'd still be doing that yeah you know I've never been able to come up with a joke about it but uh, 
um, I didn't I didn't mind it. I, didn't, I, I liked doing it. I just didn't love it mm. as much as I loved comedy. So I just didn't see myself doing doing it any longer. I, I would expect there's not a lot of comedy in numbers, graphs, and equations. I made a joke about. Um, we had bad we had bad figures one quarter, and I said uh, yes. But if you turn the graph upside down, you'll find that we actually do quite well. And that joke didn't work because what I found out was that if you turn the graph upside down, it just it still points the wrong way. You have to, I think you have to you have to flip it over, you have yeah. to invert it or whatever. I don't know what this expression is, but you have to you have to flip it and then turn it. And anyway, the joke by that stage the joke really bombed. Too. <laughs> Accountants would be a tough crowd, surely. Uh, oh, it was, yeah, it was a bad joke. I can't blame the, I can't blame the audience. It was material. What do you find attractive? Uh, oh, it's, it's going to sound lame, but passion. Yeah? Anyone who's passionate about something. Um, or, and I, I don't know how to, uh, maybe there's two things, but, uh, but, but willing to listen. Yeah. Like, I feel like. Uh, Everything's fine as long as everyone's willing to listen to everyone. Sure. You know, no matter what your beliefs are. Like, I feel like you can be passionate about something but still willing to learn. Yes. I feel like one of the problems with uh, society, yeah. quote-unquote at the moment, is that, you know, no one agrees on facts. Yeah. So you've got people arguing about whether something's true or not, rather than, you know, having, like, people agree on what's true. Yes. And then different politicians will make different decisions based on what their political views are. Sure. Like, let's say, um, I don't know, if the problem is... Um, uh, you know, anything. Let, let's say climate change is a big one, I guess. People yeah, yeah. say, I don't know, people are arguing whether it's true or not. I feel like you leave that to the independent body, you leave that to scientists, yes. and then whatever they say, you go, okay, so that's what the problem is. Now let's decide as different parties how to tackle it. Mm-hmm. But right now I feel like all we're doing is debating facts. Yes. And that's, as in whether things are factual. Yeah, whether things are factual or not. And then and so experts, you know, don't matter anymore and people who have actually studied this like if you go to the GP, you know, you listen to them because they're a GP. Sure. But I feel like in politics we've stopped doing that. We don't listen to people who are in the field. Yes. And I guess it's hard. I mean it's hard to have an independent body as soon as you get humans involved, there's some sort of you know, it's hard to stay completely independent. But I know I just feel like there needs to be less arguing about facts. <laughs> And a little bit more willingness to listen. I don't know. I'm pr- I feel like I'm preaching, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, um, yeah, <laughs> passion and a willingness to listen are very attractive. What are you passionate about? Um, I love. Well, I mean, laughter, I guess, comedy. But I, I, I just people. Um, I, I really love. Uh, getting to the bottom of things mm-hmm. like I love either getting to the bottom of a person what really drives them or uh, what really like the other day I was just looking up what um, uh, what we can see through glass yep. you know it's a solid object I just like any, anything that's sort of uh, anything that's really so, anything sciencey or um, I don't know I just love getting to the bottom of things yeah yeah and, I, and, the, and the beauty of that is you never really get to the bottom you know there's always layers and I don't know I just like I love love knowledge is knowledge something that you have always been interested in, always retreated to, or is this a new thing? Uh, no, I just, I've always loved, like, uh, um, like why mundane things are the way they are. Mm. Like, um, you know, one of the jokes I used to do is, uh, who is the first person to ride a horse yeah. successfully? And did that lead to a wave of people trying to ride different animals? <laughs> you know, and someone had to, someone, like, they made a list, and they're like, all right, so someone's worked out we can ride horses. Yes. Made a list of a bunch of other ones we can try out. Peacock's not great. Yeah, Gary, any, if anyone can ride a bird, you're a legend, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Gary, you're, you're on Tiger. 
Gary's and Gary's like, well, I don't want Tiger. He's like, mate, Tiger's, okay? It's, it's on the list here. You should have shot at the meeting earlier. And I just love that sort of stuff. And I also love, um, like, random things like... Uh, I love that, um, you know, why, why, is, why is most foliage green? Mm. You know, and uh, could it have been any other colour if um, certain things went certain ways? You sure. Know, is the fact that it's green arbitrary or is it... Um, uh, could life have taken a different direction there? Um, could it have been purple if a certain amount of chemical interactions happened? Yep. Uh, I don't know, I just love, I, I just love all that stuff. <laughs> Keeps me, keeps me occupied. That's right, if chlorophyll was red, would that have made a whole bunch of difference yeah, to the whole if, photosynthesis process? Yeah, like, uh, exactly. And I just, I love that. Like, I love that, uh, um... And that's, you know, out there for us to discover. I just, oh, anything like that. I don't remember a lot of it, but I do enjoy the looking <laughs> looking at it. Too. For that moment, it's really interesting. For that moment, I find it interesting. Like, I still can't remember what we can see through glass. It's something about the way, like, I can't remember. But uh, it's, um, I do love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, what's the hardest truth that you've had to deliver? Deliver? Yes. To someone? Oh, I had <laughs> I, t- I told a friend once that I don't want to be friends with him anymore. I've never broken mm-hmm. up with a friend before, but I had to. Um, I had to say I think we should break up yeah. as friends. I think we should have a friend breakup. I've never done that before. I've never done it since. And I am actually kind of friends with him again now. But it was just this person who I felt like was making me feel bad when I hang out with him. But we were friends. Yes. And at one point we were walking home from school, and I said, "I I think we should not see each other anymore." It was really weird. It was really weird at school, but yeah, sure. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a very hard thing to do. Um, but I feel like friends are kind of permanent. You can avoid them, but you can't break up with them. But that was the first time I actually broke up with a friend, uh, even though we're okay again now. Huh? How did you get to that point? Because you're right, particularly in high school, friends are a valuable commodity. These are the things that help you survive. Yeah, uh, I know. We used to walk home together. It was just. He used to be. Uh, used to bully me a little. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong too. Maybe I was mm-hmm. uh, bullied him as well. I don't know. But I, I just remember being making me feel bad when we hung out. Sure. So I just said, oh, I don't know if we should hang out anymore. <laughs> that can be tough, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that person is Donald Trump. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was weird too. Was you would have a lot to... of people to answer to if that was the case. <laughs> <Luke McGregor. laughs> but, yeah, that was, a t- that, was a, that was a hard that was a hard thing to do. Yeah. So what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Um, I don't know. I would like to maybe get a little bit fitter. Um, I'll keep writing. Mm. Um, uh, but I don't know. I'd like to start just getting back to clubbing regularly more. Yes. Um, just sort of, uh, I, I really went off a period of um, not running any stand-up and then trying to write a whole bunch of it for the show. Um, I kind of like to get back to a more relaxed flow of just writing when I feel like it. Yeah. Um, even though it's been, it's fun to sort of, you know, lock the show in and then write it afterwards because it yes. sort of makes you be more, a bit more, um, a bit less lazy, I guess. But uh, I'm looking forward to just going back to just writing it as it comes. And, um, uh, I don't know, maybe write a, maybe just start writing a movie. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. try. See if Marvel will take my pitch for a new superhero. <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Hopefully still alive and kicking. Don't jinx it. I should touch some wood. There's no wood here. That's all right. I'm I'm sure that the feeling is vibe enough. Sure. That's true. Hey, Luke. Thank you very much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. On your podcast. Yeah, much appreciated. It's, it's fully awesome, mate. How, uh, 
Yeah. How can people track you down if they want to find you in an internet fashion? Oh, I don't do much on internet. I've got a Twitter and I've got a Facebook page. Um, I think it's Luke McGregor official on the Facebook page, mm. and the, the Twitter's Luke W McGregor. Um, How's the poor boy that's I, just got Luke McGregor? Uh, yeah, and he. Was, I think the project had tagged him back when I was doing stuff for the project. Uh, but um, I, uh, I I don't do much. But I, I, I try and, when I do something, try and make it good. Yeah. Try. Don't always succeed. But I guess if people want to follow me that they can. But um, no pressure. And I'll have no idea if you do or not. I guess I will, if you follow me, I'll know that you follow me. But I won't know if you don't, because we don't know each other. That was a weird sentence. <laughs> Look, you and Celia absolutely smashed it with Rosehaven. If people want to track that down, do we know where can they find it? Is it just go and buy the DVD on iTunes or uh, or in an ABC shop? Uh, yes, you can go. You can get it at ABC. I think on DVD. I think it, maybe it'll be back on iView eventually. Um, but uh, or if you see us in the street, let us know your favourite scene, and if we're together and we've got time, we'll act it out for you. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No promises. Also, will we get a season two? We we hope so. We're writing it, but um, I don't know. I'm too scared to pop champagne until I've signed a contract. Sure. So um, the answer is we would love to, but yes. we don't know. It was amazing, dude. Seriously, I, I want to encourage you. I think I've had the chance to tell Celia, but what you guys did with that was not only unique and uh, I know it was an intentional thing. Let's go and film it in Tasmania. The place looks different. The place is different. But the characters that you guys pulled in for that as, as people that you wrote and then performances you got out of the people that filled and fleshed those out were amazing. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. really, really good. I really appreciate it. Not bad for a first-time gig, mate. We'll keep working on it. We'll keep working on it. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Luke W. McGregor is indeed human.